Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I have been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we are speaking with Chris Roy. Chris is the creator of Dubert.com, which is an online software platform for animal rescue volunteers and organizations. As an IT guy by day and a passionate animal rescuer and pilot on the weekends, Chris wanted to combine his love for animals with the technical tools and automation that animal rescuers desperately need. Chris and his wife, Daphne, live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, with their now five furry children, all rescues, Maddie the dog, and Mina, Gracie, Ash, and Ember, the cats. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks, Stacy. Glad to be here. You definitely outnumber in the house with cats versus dogs, so it sounds yeah. like you are truly a cat lover. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> How did you get involved with uh, your interest in animal welfare, rescue, and, and your love for cats? Yeah. So, I mean, I've always loved cats and that was actually one of the first pets I had after college, um, a little bit easier with the lifestyle that I had. And then over time, I ended up getting a second cat, which was actually Dubert. And then when my wife and I got together, she had two cats, I had two cats, and then we had four and then we got a dog and then we got a second dog. And I love animals. She loves animals. I mean, if it was, if it was up to me, I think she actually holds me back because if it was up to me, we'd probably have a ranch with, you know, hundreds of dogs and cats and that because just really enjoy them. I got into rescue, kind of stumbled into it a little bit uh, back in about 2007. As you mentioned in my bio, I'm a pilot and that's part of my passion. So I love doing things aviation and always looking for an excuse to go flying somewhere. And I had learned a little bit about rescue from somebody that uh, was a family friend and kind of fell into it. Somebody said, hey, can you fly down to Kentucky and pick up these dogs? I'm like, hey, sure. Sounds like a great idea. I really didn't know what I was getting into. So I flew from Wisconsin down to Kentucky, which is quite a long flight. It's three hours each way. And it was my first foray into animal rescue. And I think the thing that really made it so rewarding was the appreciation. Everybody that was involved was extremely appreciative when we came back and landed at the airport, I mean, I was exhausted. Six hours of flying is like six hours of driving, right? It's very mentally fatiguing. But I remember as we taxied into the gate and the rescue people are taking pictures and they were so excited and appreciative and clapping and they wanted pictures with me and the plane and the dogs. And <laughs> it it really was, I was like, wow, you mean I could do this regularly? From there is really where it kind of took off. My name got out. They started sharing my name with other rescues. And it got to the point where I was getting calls from people in California. And I'm like, wait a minute. I live in Wisconsin. You live in California. Right. Um, I can't fly all the way out there to pick up a dog and fly him north to Washington and fly back. That's just it's not feasible. And it kind of got me into, well, how are people putting their name out there? And how do you geo-reference it by their location? And that's really where the, the concept for Dubert was born. Wow. And are there other piloting organizations that fly animals around the country? Are you aware of others that, that do what you've been doing? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I got into it actually through Pilots and Paws. And when I originally tried to design the system, I wanted to design it for them. They chose to go their own direction. And so I 
chose to continue to build mine out. So there's Pilot Symposia is probably the biggest forum that most people are aware of. There are a bunch of other piloting groups, though, that we support actually on Dubert. So we've got Flying Fur Rescue, Flying Dog, Pilot.Dog, Pilots to the Rescue. There's lots of different organizations across the country that do this. And are they primarily like individuals like yourself that were just like, you know, hey, I like flying. I love flying. I'm willing to go pick up some needy animals in one part of the country and move them to another. Or are they specific nonprofit organizations? Yeah, for the most part, they're individuals. And a lot of times the individuals will form a nonprofit organization. But usually it is one or two, sometimes a handful of pilots. But they're doing it for the same reasons, like you said, is their their passion and their love for animals. And the most difficult part is really the scheduling and the keeping track of all the all the information. Did you have a learning process with regards to how to handle the animals in or how the groups are presenting the animals to you to go onto the plane, making sure that they're transported in a proper way? Was was there a learning curve in that process too? Are there like set standards that you have to abide by? Yeah, one of the things that I I say, I, I kind of stumbled into rescue and I've really learned like a lot of people have learned. They kind of figure it out on their own. And that's part of what my passion is to try and say, listen, let's make this easier. There's a lot more people out there, I think, that would do this if we can get get them over some of these hurdles. I mean, there are laws and regulations related to transporting and importing animals into states. And if we can educate people, give them the tools, you know, simplify a lot of this stuff, my opinion is that a lot more people would do this. But it is it is quite a bit of a learning curve uh, to understand how to how to source the animals, how to, who's providing crates and what's the route and the timing and all those other kinds of things. So there is a lot of information that you have to know. So we'll talk about Dubert.com and it sounds like, and maybe I'm wrong, you started this based on trying to find a central area for transport for people to put that they have a transport request and then other people who can provide transport can sort of pick up on that request. Is Was that the inspiration behind Dubert.com? Yeah, so it's funny. I tell people I originally started it more as my own tool. It was kind of a for me to keep track of the different rescues that I was involved in. And as I started to to do this, I learned more about it. And I learned I didn't even know, to be honest, how the ground transport process worked when I originally started this. And the more I started talking to people, the more I realized this wasn't a problem that I had uh, or just me. It was a problem a lot of people had. So my vision was always to instead of everybody having their own list of volunteers, which is generally what was previously done in the rescue world is everybody had their list. You know, they would share their list sometimes. That's how my name got shared. But I kind of tried to approach it from a different way to say if there was one central database that everybody could contribute to, but everybody could use, then we'd all have a bigger list of, of volunteers. So it started with solving my own problem and then trying to make the list of people that were working with me make that available to everybody else as well. Do you need help finalizing your goals for 2017? Check out the Community Cats podcast goals tip sheet. This short and easy sheet will help you put down your goals for 2017 on one easy page. The best way to succeed at goals is by seeing them regularly. Post these goals above your desk, on the fridge, or even in the car. Go to www.communitycatspodcast.com slash reach dash goals dash 2017 backslash. Thank you.
If you like the Community Cats podcast and would like to help promote Community Cats in your state, then we need you. We're looking for a couple of people from each state to be Community Cats ambassadors. What do you get by being an ambassador? You'll be mailed a promo kit of items to use to help promote the show at any event that you attend in your state. If you don't attend many events, hey, that's okay too. Do you have a network of people that love community cats? You can help with email and groups in your state to let them know about the CCP and offer them the benefit of community cat swag. The more we can spread the word about the show, the more we can do to help cats across the country. Please email Stacy, S-T-A-C-Y, at communitycatspodcast.com if you'd like to represent your state. Thank you. You mentioned ground transport too. So, and all the bits and pieces that I've seen about ground transport, you know, sort of this underground railroad type thing for cats, focusing mainly on cats because there's been a lot of very public and active programs for dogs and cats are starting to get moved into that with programs supported by PetSmart Charities and ASPCA with official vehicles, which will do transport and that kind of thing. But in the past, there's been a lot of cat and there's also dog transport where it's been like, you know, one person will drive from Florida to Georgia, another one will pick up the animals in Georgia and take them to Virginia. And then, you know, it's this chain of people. Is that something that is also handled within this system? What you just described is what's referred to as a rescue relay transport, right? One volunteer drives a portion of the route, they hand them off to the next, to the next, to the next. And oftentimes these transports can have 20 to 30 legs. So imagine 20 to 30 volunteers, each of them driving, you know, approximately an hour or 60 miles worth. And so that is primarily what Dubert really tries to help resolve. If you imagine trying to coordinate all these people, a lot of people still do it actually on Facebook. So they'll post something into a Facebook group and then people will reply back and you're trying to keep track of, wait a minute, which leg are you doing and who are you and what day? And <laughs> right. you know, to me, this is a good opportunity for technology. Technology can't solve everything, but if technology can remove a lot of the barriers for, you know, confusion and things like that, I mean, my goal is to make people more efficient because I know the passionate people that do animal rescue. I mean, my vision is always, I know I can help save more animals by making you more efficient because if I make you more efficient, you're going to use your time and you're going to save even more animals. So the concept behind Dubert was to really automate those things that can and should be automated. And then you still need to have human beings involved and you still need to have decision making. But if I can free up some of that time, then hopefully it'll make you more efficient. No, definitely. I'm a huge fan of using technology. I mean, even just the simple creation of whatever, 15, 20 years ago with the creation of PetFinder, that was game changing for Mm -hmm. the industry. So, and obviously we have so many more opportunities and other types of technology. So I've logged into the site. I'm looking at it at this point in time. So in addition to transport coordination, it looks like you also do searching for volunteer opportunities and photographers and there's some other resources. Can maybe just give us sort of a like a Dubert 101 and what what's in the site here? Yeah, no, that's a that's a great point. I think it's evolved in the last two and a half years since I've launched it from 
just a transport site, people started asking, hey, Chris, how do we find an overnight? Uh, on a lot of these longer transports that might be 20 or 30 legs, the animals are going to have to be overnighted somewhere. So you need a temporary foster home. Um, I've had other people come to me and say, hey, we've got photographers or we need to find some other types of volunteers to help us in person, do fundraising. So what I did is I augmented the profiles to to allow you as a volunteer to choose the ways that you want to to be involved. And the simple Dubert 101 is there's there's kind of two sides to Dubert. There's the volunteer side and then there's the organization side. And the way I've designed it is much like the way it works on something like Facebook, right? Everybody comes to Dubert and everybody signs up and has an account that has, you know, your email and password or however you want to enter into the system. And then what we can do for an approved rescue or shelter uh, or transport group, we can add an organization and essentially attach it to your account. So think about it like in Facebook land, if you're managing a Facebook group, uh, it works the same with a, with a Dubert organization. So to give you the kind of the Dubert 101, what a volunteer can do is they can indicate the ways that they want to participate. So they can be a transporter, for example, either a driver or a pilot. They enter in their zip code and how far they're willing to travel and the days that they're available. That was something that was important to me because myself, like a lot of people, I have a full-time job and I cannot do transport during the week. I can only do it on the weekends. So I want to filter out a lot of that noise. I don't want to get transport requests for a Tuesday because I am not available. Right. So you can specify that. Then you can also specify in there if you want to be a foster home, you can be a photographer, you can do lost animal support uh, or virtual or an in-person volunteer. So these are just kind of ways that you can say, hey, look, I'm, I'm willing to be contacted by an organization for one of these different things. So I try to put the power in the hands of the volunteer to say, listen, I want to be a transporter, but I'm not interested in being a foster or maybe I want to be a foster and I'm not interested in transport. Then on the organization side, we so to be an organization, you have to be approved. Uh, the reason I did that is because I want to make sure that the tools are being used by rescue groups and shelter groups and people that are passionate about animal rescue, right? My goal is not to provide a, a free service to the general public. We're trying to help rescue animals, right? And we're trying to take animals that are either in a shelter, going to a rescue, could be a rescue, going to an adopter, could be rehoming. There's lots of different ways that they could be involved in rescue. But again, it's not designed just for the general public. But as a as an approved organization, as I like to tell people, this is really where the power of Dubert comes in, because there's a number of things you can do. Transport is one of the major features and one of the most developed and complex features. But an approved organization can put in a transport request. It works just like you would think a software program would work. You put in the from and the to. You can specify the legs, like the drop-off points, the pickup points, all those other kinds of things. And then the system will automatically use that information, plot the route on Google Maps, and then automatically notify all the volunteers. And every transport has a unique web page. So when you create the transport, when we publish the transport, we actually create a unique URL. It has a map of your transport. It has all the different legs and people can come out and they can sign up for those legs. So you can kind of manage real time. You can see real time who signed up for which leg. People coming out can see which legs are already filled or not filled. That makes it a little easier. I've also added a fundraiser, an online fundraiser module, mm -hmm. similar to 
you know, Kickstarter or any of those other ones, there's there's a bunch of them out there. But the real reason I added this was a lot of the ones that are out there are not focused on animals. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I wanted to do with Dubert was make it easier, right? So once you create an animal profile uh, in Dubert, you can create full animal profiles in Dubert. So it kind of works like a like a mini shelter management software, if you will. But you can create an animal profile. You can attach that animal then to a transport. You can immediately create an online fundraiser for that animal. And then the money gets redirected into your PayPal, right? So we use PayPal just to make it easier because right. most of the rescue groups use it as well. And then organizations, as you already mentioned, can search for other types of volunteers that they're looking for. So in our foster database or in our database of volunteers, we've got currently over 13,000 volunteers that any approved Dubert organization can search, right? So they can search for fosters as an example. Uh, they can choose the different parameters, the length of how long the foster is. They can see, uh, they'll see a search grid that'll pop up and it'll show you all the results. And you can actually plot it and, and with one button, you can view it on a map and see where all the fosters are in relation to you. And then you can contact them to, most rescues and shelters have their own foster approval process. So you can proactively now reach out to these people, say, hey, we found you on Dubert, love to have you be a foster, you know, are you interested in fostering for us? And then it works the same if you're looking for a professional photographer. So last I checked, probably a few weeks ago, we had over 700 uh, people that had filled out a photographer profile. Many of them are professional photographers in their day job. Some of them are even pet photographers. But the power of a picture, I think everybody knows how important it is to have a really good picture. Right. And these people want to volunteer their time doing that. So works the same for the other types of profiles as well. So when we were first talking, you had discussed about taking Dubert to the next level in thinking about community cats. And you're thinking, you're at the learning process, learning about how to have sort of a community cat module. What are the sort of questions that you're thinking about at this point in time? That's really good. I really, so again, back to my concept, I, I believe technology can be used for some good things. And with community cats, it's something I'm really learning more about and how the, I think about it as community cat management and how do these groups, how are they doing their activities and how are they managing their activities? And a lot of them, again, use the same tools. They'll use Facebook or Yahoo or, or email. And I try and think about it and say, okay, well, how do we make them more efficient, right? How do we use the resources we have? So I imagine with Dubert, we have mobile apps. We have a, an iPhone app and an Android app. But one of my crazy thoughts, as I like to say, is I envision a community cat caretaker out in the field with their iPhone being able to snap a picture of a cat, give it a name, give it a label, and then be able to track all of the different things related to that cat. So has that cat been captured and you know sent for spay, neuter, surgery? Does the cat have any particular types of issues or vaccinations that they've gone through? You could even schedule you know feedings and things like that and put the power back in the hands of an organization to manage the different volunteers, right? So you could plot your cat colonies on a map. Right. You know, one of the things I want to state up front, because I know it's something that is that is always a concern for everybody, myself included, is privacy. Because people ask me all the time, like, well, but we don't want, sometimes if you plot these things, people go looking for it. Right. Well, 
the way I've designed Dubert, you'll see there's multiple levels of privacy. There's privacy at the volunteer level. So volunteers can, you know, hide or show whatever information they want. There's privacy at the organization level. So the same thing. There's even privacy at the animal profile level. So you can hide or display, you know, information publicly about a particular animal. And one of the things that in my vision or my design as I'm thinking through this would be this would be a tool that is for organizations, but only the people that are authorized, I guess, by that organization would be able to see it. Right. So right. it's not designed to try and, you know, lift the covers and 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 do anything like that. It's designed to put the power in the hands of those particular groups. And so I'm trying to learn kind of more what are the real things that are the most time consuming, right? So maybe my vision of snapping a picture in the field and scheduling that animal for surgery and and planning somebody to come uh, do feeding, maybe that's not enough. Maybe there's more that we could do with technology. Maybe there's other things that would be helpful. And that's really what I'm trying to understand. Right. Let's try to understand those details. So, you know, as we're getting close to the end of our time here today, if there are people who have some thoughts, some ideas about what they would envision being great tools to have, or if they just have questions about dubert.com in general, how would they find you? Lots of ways to, to find me. One is obviously come to the website. There's a big help slash support button. You can click on that. And um, I'm the one, as I like to tell people, I'm the CEO, the CFO, the support guy, you know, so <laughs> you can find me any, any which way. It's important to me because I'm always looking for feedback. Sometimes it's, it's hard because people come out and they say, wow, this must be a, a company. I'm a one man company. And I really do. I really do want the feedback. I want the ideas. I want people to criticize constructively, right? So if, if there's something about Dubert and you go, well, this is just crazy. This doesn't make any sense or you should do it differently. Tell me. Because mm -hmm. as I as I remind people, I'm like, it's my system. I can do whatever I want, right? right. So if you don't like the way it works, let's, let's fix it. Right. And so as it relates to the community cats module I want to build, I really am looking for ideas for people to kind of think big and say, imagine if we could add technology to this, what would you do? What is the what is the things that with a with an iPhone or an Android app or website that would really help you? Um, my intention is not to make things harder, it's in, intended to make things easier. So you can uh, reach out to me and I, I'll for sure get back to you. And Chris, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? We've covered a lot of stuff today. <laughs> and I think the most important thing to me is I know we have to all work together. And I think hopefully you will see when you look at Dubert, everything about it is designed. It's as I like to say, they're not my volunteers, they're yours. They're everybody's volunteers. And my goal is to try and provide technology to support and to do all these other things so that we can all work together to save more animals. That's great. And I'm going to just spell out the website. It's D-O-O-B-E-R-T dot com, Dubert dot com. So I would ask all of our listeners to check it out today and, and see what it looks like. And Chris, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on the show. And hopefully maybe in about six months time, we can have you back on the show and you can give us an update on the community cat module. That sounds great, Stacey. I appreciate it as well. Thank you for listening to the Community Cats podcast. I would really appreciate it if you would go to iTunes and leave a review of the show. It will help spread the word to help more community cats. 